Hi, I'm Cotton Candy TA. And I'm Naya Rose. And welcome to the From Zero to Approximately podcast. We're on episode two or week two of the 30-day challenge turning Naya into a professional day trader or at least as close as we can get you. You've been sick the entire week and your kids have been sick. My kids, our kids have been sick. It's, uh, it's been a challenging week, but this is Realism 101. Is people out there are going to be struggling, second jobs, kids, all the same stuff. So you're doing the real life grind. How have you found trading with sick kids? Uh, okay. So. Or learning, I should say. Learning with sick, sick kids. Because you're not trading, you're yeah. just learning. How, do you, how, how have you found it with sick kids? Uh, it, was, it was intense, honestly. I, every step of the way, there was a bit of a challenge. I noticed that you know, it was really hard to learn the material when you obviously have distractions. Screaming babies, yes. <laughs> yeah, mommy, I'm sick. It's not I everywhere, need... yeah, yeah. Just, it's, But uh, once I did get the time to actually delve deep into the the material, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's your words, not mine. You picked them. I just okay. So once I actually delved deep into the material, I found that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. It's okay, Stop. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so once I went through the beginners and the advanced remastered courses, I noticed that I, I felt a little bit more confident in my right. abilities and what I could learn. And so then once I got to the future trading course, the third course, that's when things got a little bit, a little bit hairy. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I find that I, I feel like I can try again, not try again, but at least really try to get to a point where I'm confident enough to, to trade real money maybe one day. Yes, we'll see, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so future of trading is a, is a pretty hefty course. Like the beginners and advanced course remastered, you know, the original ones are long and uh, the remastered courses were just there to give people foundation. It's kind of like, okay, university one is like advanced and, and beginner remastered. You get through it fast, you push through and it gives you a really good foundation moving forward. If I was to compare future of trading and ending it, like you've got 46 lessons in future of trading. I believe it's 46. You got 46 lessons. I break them into 10 to 15 minute videos roughly. So you've got 46 lessons of 45 minutes. So like imagine sitting through an hour lecture with a teacher or half an hour to an hour lecture with a teacher 45 times. That's like a year long class if you were to kind of equate it to what a university would teach you. Like that's like a year long of studying. That's like taking back-to-back -back courses, like I, when I was in architecture school, like spatial compositing 602 and 603 or whatever course, but it's like taking back-to-back -back courses. So future of trading is, uh, is, is pretty tough. Like it's, it's a big course. Um, the thing about future of trading though is, is once you're done it, I would think it would equate somebody to being at about year two. So if you were learning a skill in university, it would kind of be like, okay, I'm, I'm just this, kind of this junior. I don't I haven't really graduated. I'm this junior. I don't have my degree. But I could probably pick up some side work. Like I could probably okay. start like doing some kind of carpentry or something. I'm an architect. Maybe I could draw some cool plans for somebody. Okay. It can be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it would just be kind of that point where you get through future of trading and you're like, oh, I actually know what I'm doing now. I'm starting to become in this field. I'm starting to have like, I'm able to keep up intelligent conversations with my peers. And so that's kind of cool about future of trading is that like, it, although it's a bulky course, once you get through it, like it equates to a large amount of knowledge that really sets you in the right place. So uh, it's, it's great because, you know, getting through week one here, beginner's course, 
remastered and advanced course remastered really just gives you a great foundation and you're already on your path. So it's like being emerged after seven days, submerged, I suppose. It's, being, it's like being submerged after seven days right into this path where you're already learning like university level material. So yeah, like big course, big course, future trading. Yeah, it is. And so how far did you get into it? Uh, well, you know, children have been <laughs> sick. I also am sick. So uh, I got up to, ep- not episode, lesson five. Whoa, I thought it was only three. That's actually really good. Yeah. Lesson five. So you actually pushed through quite a bit. I did. So what have you learned so far? Tell us about the things you've learned. Tell us like where you're, where you're at. Because you knew nothing coming into this. Mm-hmm. Like, t- Talk to us about what you've learned. Well, I learned about um, accumulation, distribution. I learned because I always hear you talking about those things. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's just talking. Yeah. But now I actually, when I look at the charts, I can actually see. Well, I'd like to think that I can actually see where it actually is on the, the charts. Um, there's a lot of information. And um, I feel like there's more, there's more than enough for me to really take in. But I don't know. How, how often do you hear me talking about accumulation and distribution? A lot. Oh. Or so the leg of a move yeah. or oh. yeah, valleys, peaks. So we learned about that stuff so too. When I, so you knew nothing a week before this about day trading. So right. like, what did you think when you heard me talking about accumulation? Like, oh, that's sexy. Accumulation. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's distributing. Let's go. No. no. <laughs> This good nerd just, just weird. Yeah, yes. okay. We kind of thought so. So people out there who are day trading are significant others. That, they're not thinking those things that no, I thought. Not. I didn't think that either. No. So you learned about accumulation. You learned about distribution <laughs> and uh, legs of a move and valleys and peaks. So you kind of have a little bit of an understanding now. Yeah, levels and trends. Because I always saw you drawing out the lines and I didn't know that like a straight line is a level. Yep. And then down, like the diagonal line is mm-hmm. a trend. Good. You're See? learning. See, look at this. Yes. Yeah, very good. Um, and the bottom line that you draw is support. Yeah. And the top line that you draw is resistance. Exactly. Yes. See? Perfect. See? I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No idea what else you could do with it because there's so many other intricate steps. Yeah. But... And you're not supposed to know yet. So that's that's quite okay. Right. Do you want to tell the story about how your paper trading went? Because I know I, I gave you a challenge. I just said, just open an account, start paper trading, see what happens. Why don't you tell that story? Because I like I, this is a good one. It's fabulous. So I started my paper trading. Yeah. I put in $100,000. Yeah. And I didn't know where to buy or anything, but I, I just kind of found where you actually put in input the, like, the amount that you want to put in. I put in... $25, I think. No idea if that's I'm, shares or if that's stock. I'm pretty sure it was much more than $25, but okay, keep going with it your wasn't. story. And okay. then I saw that the, the I, first, first of all, let's start first. I actually marked the level. I saw, yeah. It was a trend. I was watching then, no help while I was watching, no, by the way. I just was just like, like don't ask. Because you asked me something. I was like, don't ask. Like, what are you asking me for? I'm not here to like, I'm not, this is not what they get. You're not getting it either. I'm not helping you. Yeah. So, so I you marked, asked and I just, yeah. I marked the level and I marked a trend and I did an uptrend as well. I mm-hmm. saw that the, the candle, I believe that's what it yep. is. Yep. It, it was going up and I was like, okay, well, let's just buy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong mentality to the have, but it's okay. Um, that's quite okay. You, it wasn't the point of it wasn't to be. It was just to get my feet wet. Yeah, exactly. So I put in 25 
and then buy. So I think you ended up buying like 25 Bitcoin or trying to buy. So I think you just put your whole account. I don't know for sure because again, I was not helping you, but your results don't equal the risk that you like you put $25 in and you ended up making like 27 grand. Yeah. So you can like you can't do that within it was like within 15 to 20 seconds. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, look, it's going up. Oh, yeah, it's going awesome. up. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, oh. I then I saw the, the candle going down. I'm like, how do I, how do I, how do I sell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was good. I mean, I, the, the thrill of it was the really like, yeah, because that's what I wanted to ask you. How did it feel? Because when, when I was watching you, you didn't even know how to get out of the position. And I said, well, you got to click that X and that'll like close it out. Yeah. Ask you. But you saw you were up like 27 grand yeah. on one of your first trades. Like, how did it feel? Like, what did it, what was it? I think a million bucks. Like, walk us through that. Well, I, I just, because it's paper trading. So I know that's not, there's no real risk in it. I know, but it, there's still an emotion attached. The there, emotion was like, sure. oh my God. I need to buy, 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 or not buy. I need to sell, 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 yeah. sell, sell, sell. Let's go. And I'm just like, how do I sell? Yeah, and then you're yeah, just like, yeah. I don't know. Just go here, go here. I'm like, where, where? And I just keep pressing the button. Very, but like, it was just yeah. like so much adrenaline and I loved it. Yeah. So I get yeah. it. But that, that's it right there. And that's why people do it. Because when that, that you get in a trade and it's green and it's going all in your favor, it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the feeling right there. That's it right there. So now you understand our world. I do. But then I saw that the the trade was going down, but Mm -hmm. I could have waited. I wanted to wait a little bit. But then I saw I'm like, look at the profits that I that I was making. And now it's going down. It was dwindling. And I was like, I need to I need to sell. So totally get it. But it would be terrifying doing it with real money. Yeah, absolutely. And, And so you're a mind coach and you've done this a long time working with people's minds and emotions and helping them be balanced and really helping people in different ways with um, training in different careers. What's your, what's your opinion on that? Like looking back at yourself all of a sudden, because, okay, let's walk through this. You're sitting there doing your levels, you're mm-hmm. marking your trends, no feelings whatsoever, because you didn't really have that adrenaline rush when you're just sitting there, because you didn't yeah. even, it was pretty neutral, right? You yeah. were just kind of sitting there. So you were just sitting there. There's nothing to really look back there. All of a sudden you click buy. You see all this money, like walk us through your, your kind of post analysis of your mind state or, or how would you like rate yourself? And So at the beginning of the trade, uh, once I put the money in, I just wanted to see how it was going because I it kind of felt like I was going to lose money more mm. than, than gain. So your expectations were low going in. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely low. They were neutral low. Just didn't really, I'm just learning. This is all a learning experience. Once I saw that the money was starting to, that the, the trade was going in my favor, I felt completely different. Like I immediately lost control of yeah. my emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I just didn't think about like any part of the, how to think through this and how, like, like I logic just, went out lo- the window. Yeah, you know, just went out the completely went out the window. So all I thought about was like, oh my god, I'm losing my money, even though it's just money. Yeah. I need to buy, buy, buy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this world can be really toxic. Obviously, if you Absolutely. don't know the material, you don't know like the technical part of it. Because I yeah. don't know. I just put some money in, and then you just, just clicked a few buttons. All of a sudden, it's like plus twenty seven grand. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know if I even if yeah. it was shares or if it was twenty five dollars. I have no idea. 
you um, clicking a few buttons all of a sudden bang you're like yeah swimming I felt in like the a million cash. bucks yeah, yeah and i was like oh, so i don't need to learn anything <laughs> so so that was where reality really hit me and it kicked in for me seeing it live because then you know as somebody who's taught this for so many years instantly i was just this this wave of disgust came over me not not because of you because <laughs> okay. i just my mind just went a million miles a minute. I just thought, this is how it happens. This is, this is exactly what's going on out there. People are just loading up money, clicking a few buttons. They have no clue. All of a sudden, they make a million bucks. And then all of a sudden, here's the, the birth of another person giving advice. Or here's the birth. And this is kind of a cynical take as an ins instructor, as a mentor. But I, again, I see a lot of people who come to me who have had some hardships and hard times because they've listened to the wrong advice or, you know, um, they've gone on the incorrect paths and these things. So a lot of people lose a lot of real money. And uh, it just it, like it hit me as a flurry of just realizations and like, oh, my God, this is how it happens. This is like the birth of another influencer is <laughs> happening right beside me. You're about to start selling signals. And I'm just like, this is how it happens. Like it, it was just such a, a crazy whirlwind. But it's true. It's how it happens because there's so much there's so much like you said, it can be toxic and it can be it's almost like there's no in between with day trading. It's either so toxic that you're falling off the cliff emotionally and mentally, or you're flying so high that you're you're on like a I don't know what the names of the planes are, but like some crazy like super high plane up in the sky flying at a million miles an hour. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like there's an in between. It's just like you're you're either so toxic that the world is being destroyed around you, or you're just like this champion flyer. Like there's no yeah. there's no in between in this world. And, and like, it's so, it's so crazy how even though with paper trading, you could see that and you can see how logic just gone right out the window. Yeah. And it just becomes this emotional roller coaster. That's really good because as a beginner, a lot of people don't get to see that and have this talk with someone who's a little more experienced to say like, okay, we really have to rein that back and keep ourselves <laughs> logically driven because these emotions, you've done a lot of studying on Daniel Daniel Kahneman's, I always make this mistake, Daniel Kahneman's work about the system one and two and logic and emotion, how like the second you start feeling those emotions, like your mind's gone. You can't make those logical decisions. You don't even have the ability to sit there and say, okay, slow down. What are we doing? Let's think about our trade. How do we get out? Like those things that don't yeah. go to the window. You're just like, ah, oh, how do I get my money in my pocket? <laughs> You're just trying to kind of panicking about quickly put it in my pockets. Yeah, I thought I for sure I'd be prepared mentally, but I wasn't. Yeah, I was not yeah. prepared for the high that I went off. <laughs> I know, I saw it. <laughs> but anyways, good, good first week experience. You've caught up on all your work. And uh, today is all about now just going to the charts. And we have a chart up here on our screen. And uh, I've got control of one mouse and Naya has control of her own mouse. So we might be fighting a bit for some <laughs> uh, screen real estate here in control, but that's okay. We're going to just go through today. Now that we're done the crash course week one, you've, you've almost hit your goal of the material. I'm going to give you a different set of material to complete for this week. We're going to kind of just go through now and uh, I'm going to be as descriptive as I can. What kind of a default trading view setup looks like. So on, on my social medias, I've been releasing kind of these tutorials. So I released a, a trading view tutorial because you asked me to. And that helped you at least get set up and paper trade your account. But now we really want to dig into what it's supposed to look like so that tomorrow you can walk in here and start actually just using this as if you were a professional already. Okay. So do you have any questions about anything? This, this is pretty close to what it looked like. Or like when you first opened your account, I've, I've tried to replicate it as much back to a default setting. I think you just have volume down here, green and red candles. 
And uh, I'm going to be walking through some of the things you'd want to set up. So I'm going to talk about what I'm doing in TradingView here to set it up. And then if you have any questions, you just go ahead and ask. Okay. So this is what we first see. Um, the very first thing anybody wants to do when they're, when they're trading is they want to right click here. They want to go to settings and they want to take this watermark off. So what that's going to do is it's going to take this weird um, watermark. We, don't, we, we know what we are on. We don't need this big watermark on it. The next thing I like to do is keep my chart as clean as possible. So I go to these, you see these grid lines here. And um, by the way, most people have this set as white, but this is like blowing my eyes out. So I just click quickly put it to black. So just put it to black. I like a nice gradient here. We'll go through that after. But the first thing I want to do is just set my horizontal lines and my vertical lines. So these gray lines are on the screen. I really don't need to see them. So I just turn the opacity down to something that's almost invisible. So just because I like to keep my chart really clear and clean. Like so I, I go down to like 15% or something. Quick question. Sure. So the grid lines, do they actually help you um, see the amounts that people, like the amounts that... Um... On the right side here, yeah. you're talking about the price? Yeah. I, I mean, they, they can, but I, I don't really find them useful. I don't find it useful to have them on the screen. I find it better visually and, and for the mind to just have that freedom of clarity. Okay. The screen real estate and, and what you're looking at every day can have a really big psychological impact. Like if, if you have red and green candles, you know, one of the things about red and green is as a young child, we're shown like street lights. Oh my God, red, stop, green, go. So that yeah. they have an influence on us behind the scenes. Even if you don't notice and you're like, ah, I'm above that. Yeah, you're really not. You're not above your subconscious mind. So if you're thinking you're above it, you're not. Yeah. You're really not above it. So like that's the next thing I do. Like I take my grid lines, I turn them down because I want just to have kind of this relationship with my chart where I'm just very keyed in to what I'm looking at. I don't want the distraction of these lines. And even if I get used to them, I still don't like that distraction. Okay. Next thing I do is I put a nice gradient on my screen. So I go for like kind of a two-tone color schema here because I don't like completely black so what i like to do is i like to go for like a darker gray on the bottom here as you can see and then on the top i go for like yeah maybe like a lighter gray something like this looks about right and uh, at least now i've got like a nice easy to look at gradients i don't like pitch black it's just i like this kind of like a two-tone gray it just makes it a little easier for me to work with my charts and then i want to go and change my candle colors and i haven't done this forever yeah, okay, it's in simple. So what we're gonna do is we just go back and we right click the desktop, go to settings. The very top link is gonna say symbol or the top tab on the uh, left-hand navigation bar is gonna say symbol. There's gonna be body, borders, and wick. You're gonna unclick the borders. We don't need borders. Borders are like highlights around the candle. It's like a stroke around yeah. the candle. You don't need that. The body colors here, we're gonna change. So I like to use a nice cream color or beige. And here you go. On the accumulation candles, I like this. So I like my accumulation candles to be uh, like a nice, wait, did I just, I think I just did the wrong ones. Okay, let's go to, oh, right, because bodies and wicks. Okay, so my mistake here, I got I to change the color of the body of the candle. I like to use like a dark blue. That's way too dark. Let's go here. If you want to change the color to something custom, you can click this plus button and then you can just change it to, you know, whatever color you need. I, I kind of like a, just kind of like a muddy dark blue. Yeah, that looks good. Sure. Why not? Go a little. I'm, I'm really picky when it comes to my colors. I need these things like exact. Don't have them saved. So I'm just kind of like looking at them right now and then figuring out what I like. Yeah, that looks good. Change the colors of the wicks as well. And now I have like a very nice clean Instead of green candles, I've got like a nice white beige color. 
going up. And when they go down, I have like a nice kind of like muddy blue color. So this, this is kind of like the first thing I do. So I can just analyze the data without any distractions, any distractions from the backgrounds, any of these lines that may lead my eyes. Like if I'm thinking and I'm looking at this thing and I'm trying to mark levels, the last thing I want to do is see this straight line here and drag it across my screen to the right and be like, oh, it's that's the price. Like I don't care what the price is. I care about what the data on these candles are showing me. So okay. I, don't, I have no interest in knowing any of that. And there's something else here. Last price line. We can leave that on. Uh, I don't quite remember how to get rid of these crosshairs. But there's a way you can get rid of these crosshairs. And I usually do that too. Try this one. No. One. No. Okay. You know what? We're going to leave it now. But uh, you can go through here and uh, turn off your crosshairs. Because these crosshairs, I don't... Uh, crosshairs. There we go. Capacity zero. Don't need them. Okay. Don't need those crosshairs either. I just, I like it as clean and as fresh as possible. Next, I take volume off of my chart. You're never going to need any indicators at all. So I right click this volume down here. If I'm right clicking here, you're going to see it says settings. But if I go down to my volume and right click this, remove it, it's good. Now I've got a nice clean chart that has no encumbrances on it. So volume is an indicator? Volume is an indicator. Yes. Okay. Because I had no idea what those, those green and red lines were at the bottom. It just shows you how much volume is in the chart. Like if you were to go up here and click this indicators button, you can go and type volume. You could simply add it back here, right? And it would be back on your screen. But we never use any indicators of any type, no matter okay. what. We never, ever use indicators. They are all useless, no matter what anybody tells you. Don't use them. They're useless. Like even at the highest level of working with people who are trading hundreds of millions of dollars, don't use indicators at all. Like that's like the hard set rule. Okay. I think people know my stance on that anyways about yep. indicators and how much I hate them. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, professionals don't use them. Okay. So um, the next thing we're going to want to do is we're going to want to create our favorites toolbar. So you already have this created, but for let's do this just for the people at home. Um, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go and you're going to want to add your ray tool, which is for your trends. And you're going to want to go and add your horizontal ring, which is for levels. Those are the only two you need. I use this guy here, the drawing tool for teaching purposes. And this box for teaching purposes, again, not, not necessary for people at home, just those two. If you, in, in fact, if you were to take off the other two here, I don't believe you can take this crosshair off. Oh, you can. Apparently you can. Okay, we can take that off. We can just make it um, as realistic as possible. Take the brush off. You take the rectangle off. You don't, you don't need anything else. These, this is it. This is what a chart, somebody who makes seven figures a year and even eight, this is what it is. There, there is no other hidden secrets. There is no other sauce that's not put on the burger yet nothing like this is it like uh, okay so what about wedges because i know in the beginners right so wedges if we were to go and make like a wedge you're right so you would do something like this so you you know match up like this to this and go something like that or you know you'd go on the top here and you you know you'd end up doing something like this right like your question yeah so is that peaks and valleys that you're trying to figure out or no so you can do it on peaks and valleys but simply right now what i'm doing is i'm just making a wedge for illustration for you so the only, the only thing this is, is just like a trend on the top side like this, right? Okay. It's a trend here and it's a trend there. That's all this would end up being. So like okay. if you're making your wedge, all you're doing is you're marking out trend lines. So there's no purpose to have both. You would either have a trend or a wedge. And as time goes on, you need the length of the trend. So you need to know what this trend is showing you in the future. So we don't use wedges. They're great teaching tools. And when we first learn, it's like, oh, great. It gives you like this visual example okay. so that you can see a shape on your screen to start getting your mind to start seeing different parts of data. It's like a really good tool. But you know, in the end of it, we, we have a trend like this. We know this is going to be something we need to see in the future, right? So you know that you're going to test this in the future again and again and again. So we, we really just use trends and levels. That's it. 
Okay. It's all you're ever going to need. So our chart is set up now and that's like perfect how we want it. So you take over okay. and I want to see you mark something here. Okay. Because uh, today is all about just kind of walking through trading view and showing a few kind of tips and tricks. I have a question before I start doing that. Sure. Uh, so there's time frames. That was a that was mm-hmm. a, a lesson. Is that important? Right. That obviously that's if you had a. Yeah, your your time frames are definitely important. You're gonna have your time frames here at the top of your screen. Okay. So on the Trading View tutorial, I I went through this, and you should have your time frames here, which would be. You don't need one second, five seconds, or 15 seconds. We'll take these off for today. I use okay. these just for Twitch. So whenever I'm doing, going on Twitch or something, it's fun because if you were to go to a one second time frame, you know, it's really exciting for your audience to be like, oh my God, look how fast it's going because every second is a candle. But this is not usable in the real world. We don't use this in the real okay. world. So this, is, this can be fun if you're here. And like every, right now, there's not a lot of action. But you know, it, again, it, it can be fun to watch this. But we, we, don't, uh, we don't need that. So one second time frames, we don't worry about those. You have one minute, three minute, five minute, 15 minute, one hour, four hour, 12 hour, and daily, weekly, monthly, and 12 months. 12 months is very rarely used. You would only use that in like the stock markets for older stocks like the S&P or DJI or something, something that has a bigger history than Bitcoin. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't use a 12 month on Bitcoin. Heck, you'd barely even use a, a one year on, uh, or, or sorry, even, even a, a, one, a one month. On Bitcoin, let alone a 12 month, like a one month wouldn't really do too much for you anyways on a chart. So, okay, you go ahead. You start here. How, show me your process. (laughs) Okay. I'll show you what I did. I'll show you what I did with um, my paper trading. So first I built out a a level. I have no idea. In here. Okay. You're on the wrong screen. That's okay. Oh, I had no idea what I was doing. So I just kind of was looking around, kind of trying to find like patterns. That yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, this guy's pretty low. Okay. So I marked it. So I would get take this tool. Actually take the horizontal ray tool. Yep. Um, I don't think I'm gonna worry about this one. I have okay. no idea if I should or not. Just and then I'm just marking this level um to see that this accumulation candle is going up or down, right? That's right. Good. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah. The distribution candle hit it first. That's your blue one. Okay. And then your accumulation candle hit it out. It is moving up off of it afterwards. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So then I know trend trend lines are really important. Um, so I'm going to go. I have no idea. I'll just go here to this accumulation candle here and mark my trend to see uh, that doesn't make any sense. But we'll do it like that anyways. Sure. Or, and then I'm going to mark, do we care about, <laughs> do we care about um, which candles we're marking off? Obviously, that's a yes. That's an that's obvious a, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. But how am I supposed to be looking for any of this? This is just... Okay. Great. So this is exactly where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to just kind of draw a few lines and have all these questions. Um, the first thing you're going to notice here, you notice how you're moving around and your screen's kind of locking and, and adjusting to these weird, like you're zooming in and out and it kind of is automatically expanding and collapsing it yeah. for you. So what you want to do is if you actually go to this bar on the right side here, you can release that here. I'll do it. I'll show you. You can go here. You can release that by just kind of scrubbing this around. And that releases that weird locking mechanism that you have. So you can actually just go here on the side of the screen and you can make it bigger and smaller. And so you're going to use a combination of 
scrubbing this bar here on the right side. So yeah. like if I click it here, I can move my mouse to the middle of the screen as long as it's still clicked and because I'm still holding down my mouse button and I can just scrub it up and down and, and I can zoom in and out at the same time. So it kind of just gives you a little bit better control to start. So when you're, when you're moving around, your combination of actions here are going to be scrubbing this bar on the right and then scrolling in and out with your mouse to kind of pinpoint areas. So like if you wanted to go down here, what you would do is you drag your mouse here. You would zoom in, would scrub your mouse like that. And then you could zoom in without that weird like locked aspect ratio. And then if you just wanted to get it back, you would just hit this auto button and it'll bring you back to that kind of automatic scrubbing mode where it just like zooms you. So if you want that back, you hit that auto mode. And then to release that, you scrub that right bar. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, everybody needs to know, right? Like it's... Um, I also have a question. Sure. So are the wicks important or is it the body that's more important? So the wicks and bodies are both important, but for different reasons. So the bodies are important for hold levels. The body of a candle represents something much lower in a move. And what I mean by that here, I'll show you. If I was to mark this body, and, and by the way, always have your magnet tool on. This is the magnet tool. If you don't have it on, it means that you just click a level and it won't really do anything. You're just kind of floating it. But if you click it on, what it's going to do is it's going to snap it to those points for you. And you need, you need that accuracy to snap it to those points. You see, I was just kind of snapping if you want to try yeah. that. You, but you already should have magnet tool on. So I think you see how it's snapping to points of wicks and bodies. Yeah. Those are the points you need to snap to always. So you never take this off unless you need it off for some reason. But it's very rare that I, like, I think I take this off like once every two months for some reason because something's like acting funny. So you would, if, if the body or the wick is important. So when we use trends, we're attaching them to wicks and never to bodies because we're attaching them to the highest and lowest points. Okay. But it's not always the highest and lowest point on the chart. We were going to go through that at, an, at a later time where, how to use a trend properly. But for trends, you're always using wicks. Okay. Like you'd go wick to wick like this. Actually, in this case, it would have been wick to wick like this. And then you would have been doing something called hard closing, which would have moved it to here in this moment. And then you'd build another trend from here down to here. So this would be like trend architecture in a move, which is not important for now, but it's just good to at least open your mind to some of these different things, right? So the body of a candle is more used for a level. And the reason we would use the body, we can use the body or the wick. So I'm going to try to go through this as best as I can because it's a little advanced outside of where we're at, but it's still okay knowledge to kind of go over. So whether it's, whether it's testing, which means whether it's hit the wick or the body, it means the entire level is tested. Okay, so whether it hits this or this, it means the whole level is tested. So you see this one right here. I'm going to turn my drawing tool back on so I can have this for demonstration purposes. You see this guy right there. So that has technically tested this level where we are, where our blue line is right now for the simple fact that it has tested this wick. So things test when they touch the wick or the body. Where you would use the body of something is it becomes a greedier point inside of that range or that move. So if I were to say right now we're on a four hour time frame. So this candle represents one four hour time frame. If I were to go down inside of this move, I would have multiple one hour time frames. But you see, if I go here, you see how this wick is not tested out here. You see yeah. how this one missed it and this one goes even lower. Yeah. So this is not tested, the body or the wick. So this is a, not a tested level. This is an untested level. But if we were to go back to the four hour, you would see that it's actually tested on the four hour. 
So when you're using the bodies of something to mark a level, what you're saying is you're saying, I'm marking a lower time frame as a greedier point. So the body represents a lower time frame and it can just continue to collapse down. So we go to the hour and you could say like, oh, well, wouldn't that be true then? This still has a greedier time frame inside of it. Absolutely. It has a greedier point that you could look to buy price. So then you could go to a 15 minute chart and you could say, oh, okay, well, there's actually no more 15 minute point. Uh, what about a five minute point, right? Is there a greedier five minute point? And then you could go in here and you could say, but, uh, oh, yeah, there is. There's a greedier five minute point inside of this one hour candle, which is inside of this four hour candle, which is down here. And this is not tested. So you could have essentially something up in here. You could go back to your hourly candle, right? Find where that spot is. Move forward. You could go back to your hourly candle and you would just be inside of a greedier part of what you originally put on your screen. So this here being a one hour, right? And if we go back to our even our, our more original time frame, which is our four hour, right? You now have what you originally marked as the body of the candle also ends up being what the one hour is. And inside of that one hour is a five minute candle that's not tested. So you see when a candle has this kind of time frame, like a four hour or a daily, it always has a diminishing of time frames underneath it because everything in day trading recycles itself down into lower moments. So it's recycling itself down or decycling down into lower moments within the same moments. Okay. I know that sounds confusing, but that means that this four hour level here, right? It could indeed test all the way into here and it could go deeper into its move into the range inside of that four hour candle before it has a move down. So what that would look like is this could have went here and it could have hit this part of the move of the level. It could have moved down a bit and it could have went all the way to here because it still exists inside of that four hour time frame candle, that range that exists in the hourly. And then it could move down, meaning that, hey, we just tested the four hour range. So everything in day trading, you have to think of as decycling information or it's recycling itself. So just like that trend that we marked, so we're going to rewind back here a bit. Um, actually, you know what? It's probably a little too far to rewind back. We're just going to go to the four hour time frame, and we're going to mark this trend with that idea of everything recycles itself in trading, right? And we're going to mark this to this. And then this has a recycling trend inside of it as well. So what happens is this decycles or recycles down to an even lower time frame like this, right? So then you get information where you can see, oh, wow, look at the accuracy of that trend. Oh my God, this is perfect. And now you have like the perfect trend on your screen because this smaller trend here, and we call it smaller because it hasn't existed as long. Okay. So we also start to need to start thinking about trading in terms of time. So there's two angles or axes on our chart. Okay. I don't know, I'm going way over the top here, yeah. but that's okay. Just follow me for a minute and okay. then I'll let you ask your questions. There's two axes on this chart. There's the horizontal axis and the vertical axis. Right. Too often people only look at the up and down movement, not realizing time has an effect on our charts, the horizontal axis. And the time also gives things an age, which gives it a length. So if this existed here, well, in time and space, you see how it says December 21st at the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. That's when it was created. That means it's older than this because this was created on December 12th. So this trend is recycling off of this trend or decycling down because it's not as old. It doesn't have as much length in the chart. Okay. So how we worked with our levels in terms of here's a four hour level, we worked on the vertical axes. So we worked inside of this to say there's information deeper inside of there. Now we're working on the horizontal axis to say this trend has smaller information inside of it. 
So the same thing we did with this level where we went inside of it yeah. is the same thing we just did with this trend because there's the horizontal axis, which is the effect of time in our charts and the vertical axis, which is the numbers and price. So that's where there's a lot of people who don't really understand the core mechanics of trading. They operate across two axes and they constantly recycle themselves against each other to further moments in the future. Question. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a rant, by the way. So uh, I know in the future of trading, I mm -hmm. believe that's the, the course that I'm going to refer back the question yep. to. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. You talk about cycling. Yes. So is that what you're talking about? Like how it cycles within this little frame of time? And yep. it, Yeah. So it, it'll, it. it'll try to end up breaking this trend, which would just create a new trend. So you'd have something like this, where if the price went to that point right there, what would happen is this would simply adjust to here. And then just imagine that that's where price went. And but this would be the same thing. It's just cycling its trend, which would then give it another trend underneath it like this. So then it would need to break this one in order to break that one. But again, these creations of trends are all happening below each other. They're all happening as a reduction of time until there's no time left to reduce. And then it all snaps and breaks. And then you break a trend and you move up. Right? It's like the same thing with a level. There's only so much it can go before everything kind of collapses, right? Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's use this time to set up like a schema for you or, or something where we can actually give you like usable, like kind of like a, a, a blueprint of what you need to do. Okay. So this is going to be like, okay, I, I, I'm going to trade or I'm going to mark my levels or learn, but let's create like kind of like a step-by-step -step guide okay. of what you need to do first. Now, it's important we talked about time <laughs> okay. because that's the first thing we're looking at is time. Okay. So you're on a day trading chart. You don't know where to start. You started this lesson by just simply marking this because you're like, oh, that looks interesting. And by the way, that was great because it's all a stylistic choice. It's all a choice of what you want your day trading chart to look like. Like this is a Mona Lisa, right? This is if your artwork is good enough on your chart, you'll get paid for it because you make the right decisions. It's just we're using our mind to create art. We're using our technical analysis, our mind, our ability to logically assess these things. So you marked your levels and you were proud of them. And that's great. That's fantastic. That's exactly what it is, right? So right. first and foremost, first thing we do is consider that effect of time. So when you, when you first step into your charts, you want to start going to the highest time frames first. So you can just use a weekly chart. Okay. Okay. So we want to go. Remember, everything in day trading recycles itself down into, into in tiny moments that you have this explosion or this pop. So we want to just start with that understanding that we want to just go to a high time frame because we want to work time frames down. We never work up in time frames. We always work under the theory of recycling information down into smaller forms. So because we're doing that, it makes it very simple. We just go to the highest time frame we need. We never would go like, oh, one hour and then four hour and then to your 12 hour. You just start highest time frame down. Very okay. basic, very simple. Mark your first trend. When we, when we use trends, whenever you're on the top side of the charts, you always use accumulation to accumulation candles. You never just do this and mark the two top points. Okay. Never do that. Okay. We always use two white candles on the top okay. or two blue candles on the bottom. Or for people who are at home, it would be two red candles on the bottom. So two distribution candles on the bottom side or two accumulation candles on the top side. So when we're in our weekly time frame here, we can't put it to this because there's no accumulation candle. The first and only candle we could do is like this, but this kind of doesn't really make sense. We'd actually have to go to a lower time frame and we'd actually have to mark this as what we need for our trend. Okay. So we'd actually have to just go to the highest time frame that we have available. 
So just start with your weekly time frame, move down to your daily. And then for now, I, we won't get into how you adjust these properly. But for now, just mark it to kind of the highest accumulation candle. Like we're going to use this one because this is technically correct. But for you, you would just use your highest accumulation candle. Okay. So just use for now, because you're so early in the courses, this will change in the future. Just use your highest accumulation candle. And then you can do the same thing on the bottom side. So if you were to do this on the bottom side, show me what you would do. If you were to mark your uptrend. My uptrend? Yes. Okay. Remember, we're on the screen here. Sorry. That's okay. That, that's recording. This is charting. No problem. Uh, uptrend. We go yeah. this how, way. Yep. How would you mark your first trend here? Probably here. Okay. So where? Which one? That I'm trying to snap to. Just click it when you're ready. Perfect. Distribution to distribution on the bottom side, accumulation to accumulation on the top side. You're already off and rolling. This is actually technically accurate. If you wanted to have higher accuracy, it would be here. For reasons outside of today's lesson, we'll just leave it there. But that's, that's perfectly fine. You would be, um, yeah, this is exactly where you want to start. And then you would just go down in time frames to verify that there's nothing else that you need to mark, right? You'd go to your 12 hour, you go to your four hour and you're like, hey, cool, I've got accurate trends. That's great. And you, you know, there's nothing left to do here, right? So now you're actually in a really good spot because you have really nice trend work that is on your chart, highly accurate, as you can see here. Um, if, if this trend was existent in this moment, you can always hover over your trend to see where that exists. But you can see that this is the trend that compressed the entire move. So you've got two trends, you know which way you need to break up or down. So what's next? Well, you would mark levels and you're going to do the exact same thing. You're just going to go highest time frame down. So mark your trends, mark your levels. Okay. Now you're not at, okay, go ahead. So trends are always, you always mark the trends first. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it, like, yeah, it's a good practice. to Just mark trends first. Really, okay. it should only take you a few minutes to do a chart in the end. So like, it's a stylistic choice, but there's no advantage or disadvantage to marking trends or levels first. They, they each have kind of a different representation they, they convey. Like there's no, oh, if I marked my level here, that means my trend is there. They're separate and they both mean something different. Okay. So then with your levels, you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to work higher time frame down. So obviously the weekly is too high. And when I say obviously that the weekly is too high here, I am saying that because we don't have enough data on our screen yet to justify. Okay. Imagine these were one minute candles, because really it doesn't matter in the end whether these are weekly candles or one minute. They don't have a different shape or size when we're looking at them as human beings. These could be one minute candles. Like if I covered this part of the screen up here. And if I covered this stuff, you'd be like, oh, what are we on? And I could just be like, yeah, we're on the one second time frame. You wouldn't know the difference. You would be like, oh, and then I would do this. And I was like, haha, just kidding. It's a weekly. <laughs> so we don't, we don't, there's no difference. There's okay. no difference. So for the simple fact that there's not enough time in this chart yet to really create any data, like the weekly, you don't have a trend here. You have an accumulation candle here, but you really need to see something kind of come up to a point like this. And then you can make a trend that actually makes a difference. So we simply don't have enough time to use the weekly. And, th and that's how you justify it. If you were to go to a daily right now, you don't really have enough time on the daily time frame to really mark levels here. Like you could mark this one and you'd be somewhat accurate, but there's a lot deeper in the move you could go into this and say, hey, let's go. But like, what do you mark on the bottom side? Because there's, there's nothing there either. So you could mark this one, but that's not really going to get affected. It was just created. So just simply not enough time has passed on the chart to justify these larger time frames. While you may start with them, you also have to have the understanding that, hey, there's not enough time. The four hour looks okay. Looks like there's enough time here. 
So now we mark levels. We're on the highest time frame that we have available to us and we start marking levels. So what would you do and where would you mark? <laughs> okay. I'll start you off. Let's start right here. This is going to be the first one that we would end up using. And what I like to do okay. is I have kind of a color coding schema, schematic. Uh, schema, schematic? I have like a schematic that I use. So okay. what I do so that I understand it is very clear and visually accessible for me. Anything that's red for me is a daily time frame. So let's do this. I'm going to write this on the screen. Red equals daily. Okay, I do it like that. I do purple equals weekly like this. Okay. I go four hour next. Yeah. Okay, yellow equals four hour. I do blue equals an hour like this. And then anything 15 minutes or less, 15 or less. I use gray. So I go like this, gray, 15 minutes or less, A or E. I guess it depends uh, if you're in yes. Canada or yeah. the US. Yeah. We're in Canada. So I think it's supposed to be, what is it supposed I to be in Canada? It's, it's, it's supposed to be an A. Supposed to be an a. <laughs> uh, I meant to leave it as an E because I don't want to be you know, globally recognizable. Okay. So we're going to go like this. So I have this kind of schematic that I use. So whenever I'm marking information, and I've, this is just something I've remembered over time because I've been doing this for so long. Um, if I mark a candle that's red, I immediately know, oh, where did I mark this? What level was that? It's a daily. I, I immediately have like a, a color representation. I have no questions. So that's where color comes in handy. And this one here we marked, I believe it was on the daily as well. So we mark this one red, this one was on, on the daily. And now we have a very clear visual understanding that, hey, we've just marked out daily levels. So moving forward now, we don't even need to really kind of question what do these levels mean? Now we can use that data to work through our time. So if I was to go here on the weekly, I would simply say like, I can't use this because they're, they're red and I'm on a time frame that they, that they can't exist above this because the daily, the weekly exists above it. Remember, everything recycles in day trading. Right. So you can even use daily levels here because if it's recycling information, you can't go from a daily up into the weekly, right? Right. So you'd have to simply go down into a lower time frame. And so you would go into a four-hour level and you would start to find where could your four-hour level exist. So you would go right here and you would find your four-hour level. Now, this is a different type of level, but regardless, this is called a backside level. You'll learn more about that in future trading. It's what can hold the entirety of the move down. As you can see, the accuracy of this level, it has consistently held the move down all the way through this entire move. So this is kind of like how I would work my charts. I would mark them time frame down. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to delete this one. I'm going to let you do it now. So this is like the way in which we would chart. We create like a color schema for what we want to do with our charts, this kind of color legend. And then we would mark highest time frame down. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on, and I'm going to draw a box around it. So we're, we're pretty uh, box tool position, never have taken it off. I want you to mark the levels that exist here. Remember, you can mark bodies, you can mark wicks, it's up to you. I just want you to start marking from the higher time frames and work yourselves down okay. into lower time frames. Now you can mark valleys, which would be two candles. You can mark single candles, wicks, bodies. I just want you to start experimenting with what kind of looks right and makes sense. Okay. So I want you to start from here. 
this point right here. So anything in this green box you can use, and I want you to work from the top. I want you to talk me through what happened from the top and mark levels. And let's see what you got. Let's see what you're made of. Okay. Let's, let's see. Uh, help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So um, we're on the four hour. Yes. We're going to do weekly or no? Um, no, you because won't. You won't need to go to the weekly. So we're just going to start from four hour because you can start from the four hour. That's okay. that's perfectly fine. Okay. So. Take this guy mm -hmm. um, and can I zoom in? Cause it's kind of hard for me to see. Yep. Remember you can scrub the right bar if you need to. Oh, how do I do that? What are you trying to do? To get out of what I just did. What do you mean to get out of what you just did? You put a line. Yep. There you go. Okay. I erased it. Okay. So, uh, I'm to draw a level. Yes. You've got trends. You could draw one trend here. I think it would be okay to draw a trend. So um, you could start with a trend here if you'd like. Okay. Get this one. Yep. That's that doesn't seem right. Right? You tell me what's what's what are you supposed to be doing here? I don't know. So make sure you always snap these things to the points. So you have to snap it to the point. So I want to go back. We will color again. Oh, well, it has to be on your screen first before you select the color. So you draw it first. Okay. Uh, okay. I believe that's correct. That's what I want to do. So talk us through where you're snapping it to. Okay, so I'm snapping it to the, oops, snapping it to the, wait, that's incorrect. You don't have to delete it. You can just adjust it. You can just click on the reach point. So the first point is the base. The second is the reach. And you can okay. just. I want it. That. So I'm snapping the top of the wick, I believe. Base point. Yeah. Base so you point. say you're snapping the base point to the top accumulation candle. Yes. Yep. To the next top accumulation candle. Good. That's right. That's correct. Okay. But what's gonna, the next thing you would do? Then I'm going to color code it so I know that there it's you go. a four-hour Look at this. Level. You got a good trend. Okay. So now what would you do with that? Now uh, I would want to look at my levels. So before we go to levels, Wait, is there anything up else? Uptrend? Uh, no. No, okay, no uptrend yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Just this video's views. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you would want to maybe check different time frames now. Okay. For your other trends, if you could make other trends. Okay. So I'm going to go down to my one hour. Perfect. Uh, right. Zoom out a bit so you can see more of the chart because you want to see. So you can just use your scroll wheel here. Like on your mouse, you can just scroll out. Okay. There you go. So now scroll back in. You're a little too far out. We just kind of want to see what's in the box here. So now look at how accurate your trend looks. So maybe you could make it bigger by scrubbing that right hand side there, that price bar on the right, make it a bit bigger for us to see. Here, let me help you out here a bit. We're going to make it bigger and uh, I got to make sure they can see it on their screen on the left. So let me just get in for you. Look at how accurate and how good your trend looks. Wow, that looks pretty blazer straight to me. Like that's really good. Price has been respecting the whole time and it is refusing to break this trend. Like it looks really good. So if you were to hover over your trend, what would that tell you? 
because it's going to give you important information if you hover over your trend. Okay. What could this tell you if you hover over your trend? Where the accumulation point is. So what this can tell you, remember, we started this on a four-hour right. point. So you only had two beige candles or, or yellow. We'll call them yellow, beige, I don't know. You only had two beige candles. Right. But what this can show you is that point that you snapped it on. That's where you snapped it. So that's its existence point. So okay. that means that this candle right here is where you snapped it on the floor. So look right. at how well it respected afterwards. Look at how perfectly that lined up. Right. Right. And like this isn't staged. Obviously, we're doing this live chart. So this is just the nature of how awesome working with data points and my science is, is because it gives you exacts and shows you like perfect data that can give you the exact result you're looking for. So you can see that your trend was created here. So by hovering over it, you can see where that reach point was created. So as you were moving down in timeframes, you could say, okay, it was created here. What happened after that moment? Once that trend was created, so if you were to go back in time like this to this moment, that's when that trend was created in time, right? So if you were to be in this live right now, you could just be in a trade until your trend breaks or you could, you know, enter a trade when your trend breaks and you would just hit play and you'd see, oh my God, it actually respected it perfectly. So that's the thing about going deeper into timeframes. You can hover over it. Like if you were to go all the way down to a five minute chart here, you could see, oh, wow, look at that. I could hover over it and see where it was created. So that's the cool thing about all working with this data is that you can kind of summarize where the, these points are. So go ahead, keep working through this. Uh, okay. Go down to the 15 minutes just to see if it was respected. Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Completely kidding. Um, like, I think we know it's already respected. There's no, no point to undo that. But yeah, you go down into smaller timeframes. Okay. I think at this point, you could draw smaller trends. So okay. I think you could maybe draw another trend here. So I think maybe you could start back from your hourly and, and take a look to see if there's anything there that you could draw a trend off of. And there is. There definitely is. So where would you draw your next trend? If you were working down into a lower trend and you're then trying... I would uh, start from here. Work down to the next one? No. Nope. That's incorrect. You're close. This one? You, don't, you wouldn't work backwards because that no, wouldn't show you anything. Obviously not, but um, I just want to... Okay, that's fine. You can delete it. Don't, no, no, oh, no. Leave oh, that trend oh, alone. Oh, oh, how do I, is there Control a... Z. Here, I'll do it for you. Control Z. You're working, you don't touch your four hour trend here. Okay. You're just working a new trend. New trend. Right. Okay. I feel like I'm doing it correctly. You're close. You're close. Who's Mr. Cotton? I've never been called Mr. Cotton before. Whoa. Do we just unlock level nine? Um, here, let me, let me help you out here. So what you would do is you would find the highest point where you would mark this trend down and you would end up like this. So you would have your next trend, right? And we would color code this blue to show that, hey, this is an hourly trend. Now, there's something kind of amiss here, something I don't really like. I noticed that this is probably going to be an even smaller time frame right here. So we know we need to work forward from this point okay. because that was our original We can't work backwards. So we know we need to, to work forwards. And if this is our one hour point, we need to kind of continue to work forwards here. So you could go to a 15 minute and see where could you make a trend that exists after this hourly exists. So now what could you do? Uh, 
because okay. we want to make a trend that's continuously moving forward in time because right. we never work backwards in time. We want to make it forward in time, smaller time frame, smaller time frame, smaller time frame. So what could you do? You can use this trend that we have on our screen and you can right. adjust that trend, that blue one. So where would you put the base point of this trend? Um, I would put the base point. This one. So that's your reach point. Right. Right. So where would you put your base point if you were to just work forward just a little bit? Because we just want to find kind of the trend that's in play right now. Well, we're in the 15 minutes. So, um, you can ask for help if you need. That's fine. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can ask for help, whatever you want to do. It's to this guy. Yeah, absolutely. And now look at how, <laughs> look at how well that got respected in that moment too. And it's finally trying to break over this trend, but you see how well this trend got respected. So you need to do one more thing here. What did you forget to do? Color code? Oh, bingo. You're a pro. What color are we using? I don't remember. Oh, memory sucks. <laughs> Charting is good. That's gray? okay. Gray. There you go. Uh -huh. So I'll change it to gray here for you. Okay. You can just double click it if you want. Makes it nice and easy. And you can go gray and voila, look at how your technical analysis looks now. I'm going to zoom out here for you. You've got this four hour trend, which on the four hour time frame got respected perfectly. You've got this 15 minute trend here that got respected perfectly in this moment too. And you can just rewind this and see now you've got perfect four hour trend that has decycled itself down to these hourly timeframes that has now decycled itself down even further into a 15 minute time frame. And you're getting like perfect laser accurate technical analysis where you could make decisions to just, you know, when you made that 27 grand, <laughs> now you can actually be like, oh, now I know where it's going instead of just guessing where it's going. Right. So now you've got some like really, really solid trend work. So now that you've got your trend work done. Okay. So let's work with levels. Mark a level for me. Okay. Um, right. This levels are. Okay. Remember, I want you to start here in this area right here. Right. Cause the. <laughs> so I don't think you've really learned how to mark too many levels yet, but if you were to take a guess, take a guess, and then I'm going to give you a hint after. Just right in this small section, right? Yep. I would... A level... Okay, so I'm going to... That's good. I saw where you marked. It's okay. That's all I need to see. Okay, okay. so I'm going to give you a, a hint here. Do you remember when you were talking about valleys and peaks? I remember. Okay. Do you remember the criteria of what it takes to create a valley or a peak? Not. Okay. Two candles of any one color to okay. create a valley or a peak. So when we mark levels, I want you to think of everything in recycling information. So we're only marking from the high time frames down and going forward. Now I want you to mark two candles. However, Valleys and peaks look like this. So this would be a valley, right? Like that. That would be a valley. It's going to refresh this, get it a little snappier. That would be a valley. And uh, a peak would be like this, right? So you've got two candles on either side. So it would be like that right there or like this one here, right? Right. So you can use those to mark levels, your valleys and peaks. So what that means is when you are marking a level, you use the opposing side of the chart 
the valley or the peak to mark that. And I'll just give you a visual example to make it look real easy for you. So if you are normally going to mark a level like this because you're saying, okay, well, this is on the four hour, so I'm going to use yellow. If I was going to use this as a valley, you would only mark that as a level of support. A level of resistance would be the peaks on the other side. So the backside of this one would be a level or as resistance. So you would, you would have a tough time getting over this, right? It would be have a tough time getting over this. Or alternatively, if you were to come here and mark this, this would have a great chance to hold it going up, right? So once you came over top of it, it would hold that up. So these valleys and peaks that I started to teach you were actually the base foundation of starting to mark levels. Okay. So how you would do this is like this. Remember earlier when I showed you that four-hour candle and you said you don't know where to mark it, you mark it from the wick or the body? Yeah. So we kind of have a bunch of different decisions of where we can mark levels now. But, but I'm giving you now some different ways in which you can mark multiple levels on your chart. So we had up here, we marked this one here. We marked the candle wick. We marked the body. And then we went down into this all the way down to the five-minute time frame to find it. So now, instead of marking the wick and the body like this, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to mark the valley and the body. Okay. So if you were to do that over here, it would look like this. You're going to mark the valley, right? And you're going to mark the body of the candle. The body of the candle simply represents a level deeper inside of there is going to be present. So if we were to go into deeper time frames. You could see that, hey, look, you have the same exact thing. You have the valley back here, and then you'd have the actual level here, right? Right. Or here going forward. So you would just keep going down and down and down into time frames, finding smaller and smaller valleys and peaks, and you'd have another 15-minute level one right here, or 15-minute right here, and then one over here. So that's how we find levels. We use valleys and peaks moving through charts to find levels. Okay. Does that make sense? In theory, kind of. it does. <laughs> theory, it does. Okay. So I'm going to walk through a quick example to show you because this is something I think you're going to need to study a little bit and kind of just go and practice it. I wouldn't expect you to just be able to mark this out perfectly. Now you did really good trends today and that's, that's really good. So because of the time frame that this has been existed, remember it hasn't been existing in, in existence that long right now, this gray line here, your trend, these are four hour candles. We only have a couple, so we can't mark any levels here. We have to go down into timeframes to expand out more data. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. So if we went down into timeframes, again, we kind of don't really have enough data yet. So let's keep moving down. So now we've got 15 minute information. So now you would have the very bottom of the move here. And you could start by finding these valleys and peaks or marking the bodies of candles. So if you mark this one here, you notice how, and we're going to turn this one we we'll use green for this example because it's nice and easy to see for uh, the audience at home. But for us, for, for our sake, green is going to be 15 minutes for now. So if you marked this one here, this 15 minute, you could go down in time frames and see what level it actually hit. So you could go down here to all the way to a five minute candle. Well, it didn't hit that one. You could keep going down and you see that's the level it hit right there is the three minute level. So you could even go further down into time frames to the one minute level and you can see that there's a starting of a one minute valley right here. So you can see that the three minute level is what was hit. And that's where you would be able to go down into your time frames and start just playing with some of these different levels and seeing like, okay, hey, there's different valleys and peaks that I can find here and start marking them out and seeing which ones get respected and hit. So when you have a level that gets hit, it's a really good 
kind of anchoring point to find the level that was hit and then to use that same time frame to move forward in time. So with that said, we know that this is a three minute level that got hit, right? So we could just simply keep it on this three minute chart and we could just move forward to the next one. So you see how here this, this level was hit right here. It goes and tests that level right there, right? right? Like the, the price came above this and down. We could just next mark the next three minute level to find the next spot where you could enter a trade. So like if this was a 15 minute level, you could go and try to find more 15 minute levels because it'll kind of build a trail of its own levels and timeframes. So then you could go to this one and say, well, here's the next three minute level, right? Remember, it can be the body of the wick. But remember, this first three minute level gave you the information you needed to see that, hey, I can use the next three minute level and the next three minute level. And you have kind of like these perfect scenarios where you're getting level test after level test after level test. And then it just gives you like amazingly perfect entries. As you can see right now, it's even trying to hold this. So by finding the time frame that was tested, you can usually use that same time frame moving forward to find really good opportunities. So if you were to just I don't know, go anywhere in the charts, let's just go back here somewhere. And um, yeah, okay, we can just go right here. And let's use the replay tool. We'll just draw a quick example. I'm going to delete your trend. I move fast. So that's, that's quite okay. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty quick and good at this stuff. If we noticed that, say, a 15-minute level right here was what was holding down the price of this chart, and that's what it was there, well, then we know that the next 15-minute level would do the same thing, right? And so that's found right here, that white candle on this side. So remember, that it would be the blue candles on the bottom, white candles on the top. Okay, so it's kind of the same rule as we do with trends, how trends is accumulation to accumulation on the top side of a chart. It's the same thing. On the top side of your chart with levels, you're going to use these accumulation candles. So then you could just find this next accumulation candle if you were to rewind this back in that moment and you knew that a 15-minute level was going to get hit. You don't even need to take the trade here. You could actually just take the next 15-minute level. You see how there's one created right here? Yes. This 15-minute level is tested and we know it's a 15-minute level because we marked this on a 15-minute time frame from back here. So we can just say, oh, cool, the next 15-minute level is going to test and we can just enter a trade there. So you can enter a trade that says it's like a, a short, right? A short is, it means that you think the price is going to go down. So okay. the difference between longing something and shorting something, if you want to bet on that the price is going to go down, this would be called entering a short. So you could enter this right here as a short saying that, well, I think the price is going to go down and you can make money if the, if the price of the stock goes down as well. This is getting a little bit outside of the scope of what we learned. Yes. But that's okay. This example is just to show you how that timeframes can just kind of create this architecture moving forward where timeframes give you more timeframe spots that would just make the trade fall down, right? And then so you can see right here, that's the same thing that happens. And then that would just simply move down to right here. And then you'd have your next spot where you could enter this trade, right? Or, or here, the, the valley or the body. It's kind of like a stylistic choice. And there's other things that we do to find out that information in the moment. But you see how perfect that was tested right there in the moment and it's like bang perfection so part of our job when we're finding levels to find the right ones is to as we're looking down in time frames see which one was actually tested because if we truly understand which time frame was tested we can just go like this is a completely random example i noticed the 15 minute was tested i'm marking 15 minute levels on the fly expecting them to hold and they are so that's kind of like a really cool hack for beginners or like a really neat trick that allows you to get really awesome trades. If you find the right time frame, it kind of gives you all the keys to the puzzle, right? So then right. you just hit play here and it's probably just going to move down and, you know, the next one would be here in the future and, oh, the next one would be like here in the future and 
I, I don't think this ever came back up to this price. So we can just simply take the replayer tool off. And uh, it, it never did. But you can see a very clean and easy, great example of finding like insanely accurate prices. And the same thing is happening on the bottom side of your chart, where you have these three minute levels are the ones that are being targeted. Even right now, you can see this one is being targeted again. So you get these moments of like supreme accuracy. And I'm going to delete this and just give you a quick crash again on this, okay. just to show you that if you were marking as support on the bottom side of your chart, would mark distribution candles only. Okay. And that would be the color blue. Blue or red at home if, if the people are using red. If you were marking the spots that would act as resistance, you would use accumulation candles on the top. So you would use like this, for example. Wow, look at that. Look how accurate that is. Bang on perfect. And it's like this is all live in the moment. So it's not like first seeing this happening. So quite simply on the bottom, it can be anything or sorry, quite, quite simply on the bottom, it's just blue candles on the top, it's white candles, and that's it. Okay. Distribution and accumulation candles. Accumulation always on the top, distribution always on the bottom. So now it's your job to kind of go through and try to just start marking some of these levels. And it's a very easy thing to remember. So if you remember two things from today, I want you to remember this. Okay. Everything decycles down. So time frames, levels, events, they all go down in time. Okay. Never, never up. Okay. And on the bottom, it's blue to blue and also blue candles. So for trends... <laughs> okay, you had me and then you said blue to blue. So, so for trends, it's blue candles to blue candles, right? The, the points where you mark the trends, right? It's, it's distribution, the distribution candles, remember? Right. Blue on blue. And same with levels. It's all blue. So everything on the bottom, you're going to use only your distribution candles, okay. blue. Everything on the top, you're just going to use white candles. Okay. So then, or, or, or green candles, accumulation candles. So if you mark a trend, it's simply just... Uh, in our case, this beige or, you know, for somebody who has green for their accumulation candles, green or beige. And, and then same thing with the levels of resistance. They're going to be the same color. So it's actually very simple to remember. Blue on the bottom, white on the top. And everything moves down in time frames. And you've got yourself like an insanely good foundation of understanding every single component going forward of technical analysis, just with those few simple rules. And so a level is where you would buy a stock. Yep. Okay. Exactly. You know, just, just like we talked about before, um, if you were to use this one right here, like that would have been the next level in the chain of events, right? Either here or up here. Sometimes you're going to test the wick, sometimes you're going to test the body, but it's giving you your perfect buying opportunities, right? Because as you can see, like even here, it was like the perfect spot to sell or the perfect spot to open a, a short, which is just betting that it's going to move down. So, um, so a trader that's focusing more on the lower time frames, like the one minute, three minute, five minute, that is a scalp trader or is that a swing trader? No, no, not necessarily. I wouldn't get bogged into those terms. I wouldn't worry about that. I would just worry about executing good trades. Um, you're getting into a much more advanced topic. So now instead <laughs> of worrying down. about, yeah, instead of worrying <laughs> about what type of trader you're going to be, worry, worry about, because you're not going to be any trader at all if you fail right. at making money. You're just going to be doing something else with your life. So okay. like nice. <laughs> you can't Thank mark you. levels and trends. <laughs> I don't know what kind of trader you're going to be. Right. A food stamp trader? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I'm sure there's other careers, but you know, anyways, um, yeah, that's like a really, really good crash today on how to mark trends and levels and just like a really good way to set up your chart. I'm going to leave you with a few more little tips here. Okay. It's going to be very quick because I want to leave some of this stuff for next time because I don't want to overload you. 
But next time, what we're going to do is we're going to build out a list of things that we can look at. So like on TradingView, you're going to notice all this stuff on the side. For the most part, we don't use any of it. There's like a notifications thing that you can do is this alerts button. You don't, we're not going to worry about that. But there's a really cool thing where you can create lists of different trading things. So like if you wanted to trade cryptocurrencies, for example, like if I click this, it has like a really nice list of different things I like to follow. So I can just, you know, click whatever one of these. If I want to go over into stocks, we can just kind of go into stocks and it has a bunch of different stocks that I like to trade. So you can kind of create these custom lists. Now, we're not going to do that today, of course, but just I foresee a thing coming up where you're going to say, well, I want to go trade Apple stock. And that's good. You, you can go trade Apple stock and you can kind of like build these lists and you can have like, you know, your favorite 10 of crypto coins that you like to trade and then your favorite, you know, 10 stock market coins that you like to trade and so forth. So, you know, I, I could just keep in mind that don't, don't worry too much about tracking how many different things. I think that's going to be the next thing you start thinking about is, you know, what stocks do I trade? Um, we'll build out a list. We'll talk about that in the next lesson, in the next podcast episode. Okay. But for today, I think this was really good to just kind of give you a bit more of a deeper look on how we chart working from time frames down, how we mark trends, how we mark levels. How are you feeling? Overwhelmed? Yes. It shouldn't be too bad. It's I don't think too it's bad. too bad. It's not too bad. It's blue on blue on blue, white on white. On blue, on blue, white on white, on white. Exactly. All white on the top, all blue on the bottom. Okay. Right. So that's that's good. So now let's talk about what you're going to be doing this week. You ready for your homework? You ready for your chores? Okay. Your trading chores. Okay. So I want you to get to future of trading. You have a full week to get to the review lessons. Okay. I thought you said you wanted trade. the whole thing. I was like, no, it's not happening. No. Um, just to the review lessons. So okay. the, the first quarter or like the first third of future of trading goes to lesson 14, I believe. And then there's review lessons. Okay. So really you're only getting to about, I think 13, I think it is, or 12. And then there's two entire lessons I devote to just reviewing the material. So that'll okay. be nice because you're at five right now. If you can get to seven, then the last two are kind of like easy, home easy, because you're just going to be watching review material and then that'll help tie some of the stuff together too. Okay. So you're just going to be watching review material at that point. Yeah, I know, but it's good. Okay. And I also have a strategy series I just recorded, which is going to be like a lot of really good quick tips, like what we went through today. A lot of really awesome ways that you can just kind of quickly move and do analysis and I think that's really going to help you at this stage. Okay. They're about 10 minutes long. There's 12 videos, but they're pretty easy to chew through. I would kind of equate them to the easeability of beginners and advanced remastered just because of how they flow and we're not going through dry topics where it's like hardcore learning. We're just more of kind of looking at like, oh, here's quick ways to mark levels. So I think that's going to be a big help for you. So prioritize the strategy videos. Okay. Those, t those 10 or 12, it's 12 total. Those 12 first, prioritize those. Before FOT? Before FOT. And okay. then go into FOT and try to get to the review section, which is FOT 14, I believe, at the okay. end of the reviews. Okay. By that point, I think you're going to be pretty, uh, pretty good. I mean, I'm already up 27 okay. grand, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I think I got this. You got your chores? You kind of have a, an outlook on trading view. We set your trading view up properly. You're going to be able to use a chart now, clean, no distractions. You know how to mark trends. You know which timeframes you need to use. You know how to mark them down in timeframes now. We learned all about how to mark levels. 
candles or bodies are fine, like the candle body or the wick is fine. It's just about finding the right time frame. You always start from the highest time frame down. I never want to see you working up in time frames. You remember that. I never want to see you working up in time frames. Always down. You need to find something that's in a higher time frame. Start the process over, right? Okay. Start the process over back from the, the time frame. Like don't go from one to three to one to three. Go to like the 15 minute and work down. Try to jump a few time frames ahead of what you need and just work down so you don't miss anything. That's a trick so that you don't kind of overlook anything or mismark anything. It's a kind of a mistake a lot of new traders make. Okay. So timeframes from highest to lowest yep and that's it that's a pretty pretty few simple rules and i've tried to explain them as best as i can so hopefully i've done a good job today in uh explaining to you and yeah you're a good professor (laughs) i don't know what that means first i'm mr cotton now i'm professor cotton Cotton. professor mr professor cotton (laughs) there we go some pontificating okay, all these things. That's the okay. <laughs> so uh, that's it. See you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in and um, cheers. Bye.